Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me on my drive to work this morning. we got a lot to cover since the All-Star break. A lot to catch up on. Let's jump into it. Alright, like I mentioned in the intro, a lot to get talking about in today's episode. In my last episode, or since my last episode, the Lakers beat the Utah Jazz. Anthony Davis got hurt during that game. The All-Star break happened, and the Lakers, there's been some drama within the Lakers organization, or at least that's what it sounds like on Twitter, and then the Lakers play a game tomorrow, which today's Thursday, so tomorrow's Friday, against the Clippers. So the Lakers had a nice long break, pretty much a whole an entire week off, uh, just given the All-Star break and everything like that. So Hopefully that's good for the Lakers. So we'll start with the Utah Jazz game. So the Lakers beat the Utah Jazz 106-101. to This was like a week ago, last Thursday, I want to say. And, you know, great that the Lakers won. The, the bad news in the game was that Anthony Davis went down with an ankle injury. The good news from that, there was no major structural damage. It was just like a really bad sprain. It sounds like he's going to be out, though, for a few weeks, maybe up to four weeks. He'll get reevaluated again. So, going to be missing Anthony Davis for quite some time still for with this ankle injury, which is a bummer. Hopefully, the Lakers can hold things down. Maybe make some get some wins without him. I mean, we've been playing without him. It feels like the majority of the season at this point. So, I don't know. I mean, like it, the team is is used to these injuries and stuff. So, hopefully, we can 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 make some headway and, and win some games without him. LeBron James has been playing well. In the game against the Utah Jazz, LeBron James had 33 points. The Lakers, they were down like 14 in the third quarter. They had a huge comeback where they put up like 35 points in the fourth quarter. They outscored the Utah Jazz, I think, 35-22 to 22 in the fourth quarter. Came back, won that game by five. It was a great way to, to end or to go into the All-Star break, that's for sure. And the Lakers were there, so they find themselves – four games below 500 at this point which at this point you just got to take it a game at a time and it's you know it's tough it's a tough situation it is what it is the Lakers got the win and I mean the Utah Jazz they've struggled the Lakers this is the second time the Lakers have beat the Utah Jazz but the Utah Jazz is a fourth seed in the west right now right like that's I mean in theory they're a good team in the west and the Lakers beat them going into the All-Star break without Anthony Davis for most most of that game. Anthony Davis did play like 16 minutes. He put up 17 points. Russell Westbrook had 17 points in the game. The thing that's crazy about the game, that game, is so LeBron had 33, Russ had 17, Anthony Davis had 17, and only 16 minutes, which is pretty pretty impressive. And the rest of the team didn't do too much, didn't have too many too many more points. It was it was kind of evenly spread, but I don't even know if another another player on the Lakers was in double digits, got into, got into double digits. Donovan Mitchell on the other end put up 37 points. Looking at the looking at the box score, I, so I was like looking back at it, trying to like remind myself what happened during the game and everything. And looking back at it, it it really sounds like, or you would look at it and you would think like, man, I don't I don't know how the Lakers won that game. They they shot worse. They, well, they shot worse from three at least. They didn't have like as good of scoring as, at least from the looks of it, as the Jazz. 
But it was really, I mean, LeBron had like 17 points on this stretch where the Lakers outscored the Jazz between the third and fourth quarter, like 40-something to 20-something. They just killed them in the end of the game, and and they got it done. So, great win for the Lakers. Unfortunately, in the game, obviously, Anthony Davis gets hurt, so that's a big, a big loss. So, well, I mean, well, it's just, it's tough. The Lakers are not in a position where they can really make up for those injuries. They got the big men you have. I mean, there's a reason why the Lakers were playing playing small ball with Anthony Davis hurt last time. is because Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan, just aren't really suitable replacements for Anthony Davis. So we'll see what happens. My guess is the Lakers do go back to kind of playing that small ball centered lineup and it worked it worked it's inconsistent it works well sometimes doesn't work well the other time so we'll see so all-star all-star break happens honestly i wasn't super tuned into the all-star break i we were away uh for the weekend that weekend and i just was not really paying attention to what was happening i heard the dunk contest was not that impressive i didn't i don't even know what happened in the three-point contest and the all-star game I think I heard LeBron hit, like, a game winner. I know they use, like, the Elam rules or whatever. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it or not. So a game winner is basically just, like, the first to get to whatever the point was, 160-something, I think. Um, but I heard LeBron hit, like, the game-winning shot, so that's cool. Good for LeBron. And back to, I mean, back to the regular season now. I mean, quick brush over in the All-Star break. I mean, during the All-Star break, there's a lot of time for a lot of people to be talking there was reports that LeBron James and Clutch, his agent, like agency or whatever, was um, unhappy with Rob Polinka and the fact that Rob Polinka would not trade Russ and a first-round pick for John Wall, which was pretty interesting. That, I mean, so there was that. There was also news that LeBron James would you know i mean not news he just said that he was um not sure where he where he was going to end up later in his career like they asked him if he could end up back in cleveland and he's like yeah maybe i don't know he made it clear that he wants to play at least one season with his son Bronny, which we've kind of known but this is the first time in a while that he's like came out and said for sure that he wants to do whatever he can to play on the same team as him Given the situation, the Lakers draft picks, you know, it, it, you would think that that probably won't happen on the Lakers, but who knows? And so, I mean, LeBron. So, like during the weekend, it was becoming kind of clear that LeBron's longevity in Los Angeles, at least playing for the Lakers, isn't so certain. Uh, with Anthony Davis's injury, there's a lot of questions on if the Lakers should trade for Anthony, make a trade for Anthony Davis in the off season. There's just a lot of kind of news and rumors and drama surrounding the Lakers and the front office situation and trades and, and those types of things. So, sorry, this motorcycle is super loud. I don't know if you can hear it or not. Um, Trying to get past it. So, the Lakers... So, yeah. So, I mean, like, I under, the thing is, is, like, I understand as a fan being upset at Rob Palenka, given the fact, given the situation of the Lakers. I mean, you should have, we should have been upset with him back in 
August when he traded for Russell Westbrook in the first place, right? Like, that's when the time to be a frustrated was. The thing is, is you know that LeBron was consulted for that trade. So you know that LeBron at least had his hands in it. I don't know, like, there's rumors, obviously, that LeBron is basically the GM and whatever. Who knows exactly what his role is in the situation? But if anything, you know that he's at least in the conversation as to whether or not he's down for the trade to happen, you know? It sounds like he was pushing for Rob Palenka to trade for John Wall before the trade deadline. Rob Palenka was not comfortable with that situation and decided not to do it. And then rumors come out that LeBron's agent and Clutch and LeBron are not happy with with Rob Palenka. I think John Wall is a part of the Clutch like family. So that also is part of it too, where it's like they just want to get all the same guys there, which is more of just it's less about basketball at that point and more just about like getting your guys in a better situation. Like he just they just want to get they just want to get John Wall out of Houston. It's not really I don't know that it's even that John Wall will help the Lakers more than Russell Westbrook will at this point. It's just they want their guy. And so so there's that situation. There's the LeBron situation about, like, his longevity in Los Angeles. Um, they asked he asked him about his, like, longevity, and he, like, his, he had a response about, like, not knowing how many years he had left with the Lakers on his contract. Like, you're telling me that LeBron is – that good like he's a he's a great businessman he's made really good decisions he's made a lot of money on those decisions and you're telling me that he doesn't know how many years he has left in los angeles or with the lakers at least like i I don't know if that's true or not you know i don't know i think that's more just a media thing trying to get out of answering questions maybe but yeah just like a weird situation with lebron it got to a point where i was kind of thinking like the lakers might be better like given LeBron's age and the fact that like it's just I mean he's still playing at such a high level like who knows how much longer he has like you look over in the NFL at Tom Brady who honestly like you look at him and you could think like he could at least he could play for at least three more seasons three to five more seasons like his longevity is insane he decided to retire regardless but he still could have been playing. Same, it's like LeBron, it's kind of the same same situation where it's like he's 30, what is he, 37, 38? And you would think like, okay, like next year it will be his last. But like given the level that he's playing at right now, he could play another five, six years. Like who knows? I mean, obviously injuries will get, will get you know, get people fast like the decline will go fast once you start getting injury like start getting hurt and all that stuff but you know I was just thinking with LeBron and his I don't know seemingly lack of like loyalty to staying with the Lakers which again he doesn't owe the Lakers anything if anything he did the Lakers a favor by coming to Los Angeles and playing for the Lakers and winning us a championship like that's my perspective he definitely didn't owe us doesn't owe us anything as Lakers fans, long-term at least. Like, as a Lakers player, I would hope that he's playing hard and loyal and, you know, that much. But, like, long-term, like, 
you know, I wouldn't say it's like a loyalty thing if he didn't stay with the Lakers for the rest of his career, right? Like, he's jumped around his whole his whole career, just part of who he like who he decided he wanted to be as a player, and in those situations. So, anyways, as a Lakers fan, I'm I'm not like, ooh, LeBron's not loyal, or like LeBron's not going to be like that's not my perspective. But my perspective is like the Lakers did give up a lot to bring LeBron to Los Angeles to trade for Anthony Davis to bring in certain guys that LeBron wanted. You know, like, the Lakers definitely gave up a lot. And there, there, I have had friends, I've talked to people that were, before LeBron came to the Lakers, were kind of apprehensive of LeBron coming to the Lakers for that reason because LeBron was going to get rid of the young guys, LeBron was going to want to play with veterans, with his friends, and who knows how that was going to go. Luckily, the Lakers won a championship in his second season with the Lakers bad for the Lakers now is they find themselves in a situation where their team sucks. Anthony Davis is getting hurt a ton. LeBron doesn't seem to be super like excited to be with the Lakers right now. And if he were to leave and you know after his contract is up, which I think is after next season, then who knows where the Lakers are at? We were at a point last season where the Lakers had traded for Dennis Schroeder, we had Anthony Davis, we got Montrose Harrell. And, you know, KCP, Kuzma, where, like, the media was saying, like, wow, the Lakers are doing a great job at, like, preparing for after LeBron. We have guys that can, they're younger, they can work together, they can learn to play together, and maybe they can kind of, Anthony Davis can start taking the reins a little bit, and we can start preparing for after LeBron. But now it doesn't seem to be like that's the case given the fact that we have a bunch of, we're playing with a bunch of guys that could retire next year or the season after that. You know, it's like, that's how old the team is. It's not really a great situation for longevity and long-term situations. So all that is to say is I tweeted sometime over the weekend after I was like hearing what LeBron was saying and all that stuff. And I just asked a question with a poll and I got a few responses. Nothing to, didn't blow up or anything, but I just asked a question, like, should the Lakers look into trading LeBron between this season and the offseason? Because I think, it's, again, I mentioned I think his contract is up after next season. So, like, they can't trade him now because the trade deadline's passed, but, like, in the offseason. I said, should the Lakers trade LeBron in the offseason or sometime during next season? And I think I got a 50-50 response. But, I mean, my, my reasoning is just the fact that he's still playing at a pretty high level considering his age. If he leaves the Lakers after when he goes back, like when he's a free agent again, Lakers get nothing. But with how LeBron's playing, like they could at least get something in return for LeBron for for how LeBron's playing, even considering his age and all that stuff. And I don't know where Bronny's at, right? Like it's a lot of pressure to put on a 17-year-old kid, 16, 17. I don't even know how old he is, but like maybe he'll be a good NBA player. Maybe he'll you know, maybe teams will want him. So maybe having LeBron on their team will be incentivizing because LeBron will want to do whatever they can do to get Bronny. I don't know. That's just a a thought process. But even without that, just given LeBron's ability and how he, the level he's playing at right now, um, they could get, the Lakers could, could get back some really good pieces for LeBron. So the, the question is like, I think it's a valid question. If LeBron's leaving after his his contract is up, like, why not look at trading him? 
I don't know if he has like a no trade clause situation or if he can veto trades, so it's not worth it. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, but um, I mean, at this point, it's like we're nearing, we could be nearing the end of the LeBron era with the Lakers, so might as well get something out of it, something more. I mean, we got a championship out of it. I mean, we might as well get something more out of it for like after, like when he leaves, as opposed to being left high and dry. So that's just a thought, a little thought experiment there. Love to know your guys' thoughts. Tweet me, DM me. Uh, you know, let me know. Let me know what you think. So, another the other rumor that was coming out was that the Lakers might trade Anthony Davis in the offseason. It might have been Chris Broussard. I forget who the journalist or the media person was that was talking about it. That had like sources or whatever, but they were saying that a trade for Anthony, a Lakers trade of Anthony Davis could be likely in the offseason to a team like the Heat for like Jimmy Butler and potentially Bam Adebayo, which, you know, might not be the worst situation. I know Jimmy Butler also gets hurt a good amount, I feel like, so I don't know how much that helps, but I don't know. I'm still an Anthony Davis believer. I know he's had some injury trouble the last few seasons, and I know even before he got traded to the Lakers, the injuries were a question and were a concern, so I know that that is a situation that can't be ignored at this point. But I still am an Anthony Davis believer. I mean, the fact that, like, he came he came back after his knee injury and was just so dominant and so impressive that it, it just – there's not – he is a unicorn of a basketball player. There are not many seven-foot players that can handle the ball, that have the footwork, that have the fluidity, that can hit jump shots, that can play down low, that can rebound. Like, he – can do almost everything on the basketball court at seven foot tall. I know Joel Embiid is having a great season. He might be the MVP this season. He's also a seven footer that actually plays pretty well. He doesn't have, I mean, the Lakers played the Sixers after the, uh, right after he came back from his knee injury and Lakers lost that game, but Anthony Davis was letting Embiid have it. Anthony Davis had a better game. I mean, I think Embiid might have ended up with more points, but Anthony Davis had a better game. So I I can understand the hesitation with Anthony Davis given his injury history and the fact that he's gotten injured multiple times throughout the last two seasons. That is frustrating. I get it. But when he's healthy, if he could stay healthy, there's no one... There's very little, there's very few people in the NBA that I would want on my team more than Anthony Davis. So, again, if we if the Lakers do decide to trade him, hopefully they get a haul in return. You know, hopefully it's some draft picks. If they trade him to the Heat, hopefully it's Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. I don't know what the contract situation is, like who else they could get or how to match the contract situation, but hopefully the Lakers get a lot in return for him. Um, but that's, again, just rumors. So hopefully they don't trade him at all, in my opinion. I don't know where you stand on that. I also would love to hear that, hear your guys' thoughts on that. But so that's kind of, I mean, oh, well, and then, so then recently, <laughs> I'm trying to remember all the rumors and the drama and all that stuff that happened. So then yesterday, I think is when I first started seeing it, the, who came out and said it, LeBron, 
I don't know if it was Clutch. I don't know who came out and said it exactly, but basically, apparently, there is no beef between LeBron and Rob Palenka. They're all good and dandy and fine. I don't know if that's true or not. They could just be trying to save face. Could just be trying to, like, show that they've at least made up publicly. Or, who knows? I'm sure there's some some rifts in the Los Angeles Lakers, Lakers organization between the players and the front office, and it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year. I don't know. I mean, at the very least, I think I mentioned this in my last uh, episode when I was talking about the trade deadline. Hopefully, the Lakers can, as a team, now that we've gone past the trade deadline, can just focus, you know, bunker down for the rest of the season, focus, win some basketball games, and get in the playoffs. I mean, I was listening to a clip from Bill Simmons' podcast, and they were asking, like, whether the Lakers had a chance or not still, given their situation, and this is a pretty interesting situation for the Lakers and just the Western Conference in general. So they point out the fact that Chris Paul has an injury that's going to have him out for like six to eight weeks, which is pretty long. I know the Suns are a good team outside of Chris Paul, so it's not like they're going to like just go on a major losing streak, but he is one of their better players still. It still is possible and likely that they will not play as well as they've been playing so they might lose some games uh draymond green has some back issues so that could affect the warriors i know the warriors are still a good team outside of draymond as well between clay and steph but i mean the lakers showed they, they lost to the warriors by like two points a few games ago so they should the lakers show that they can they can fight and play with the warriors and I know Anthony Davis is out, but they're just saying like his Anthony Davis's injury is less cumbersome than Chris Paul and Draymond Green's injuries, from what it sounds like. So he might be able to get back quicker. They're saying like if the Lakers can even just get into the eighth seed. I know the Lakers are currently the ninth seed. They're four games below five hundred. They're so they're currently in the play-in tournament slot. If they could win the playing tournament and get into the eighth seed, then, you know, who knows? They're playing either the Warriors or the Suns, probably, who would, you know, maybe with one of their better players injured. If Anthony Davis and, and LeBron are, are healthy, I mean, do does anybody, like, feel comfortable playing against those guys in a playoff matchup? If they're healthy? Probably not. I mean, you look back again last season. The Lakers were the seventh seed in the playoffs. The Suns were the two seed. The Suns went on to lose in the in the finals. And before Anthony Davis got hurt, and I know that's a big like that's a big situation. Before Anthony Davis got hurt, the Lakers were on pace to win that series. The Lakers were playing well. Anthony Davis gets hurt and the ser- the the series went to went to crap and the Suns won. But it's a big what if, but if if Anthony Davis stays healthy, the Lakers might win that series of the seventh seed. So, again, this is a totally different team with the Lakers. They do still have Anthony Davis and LeBron, though, and I think if they're healthy and they can get into the playoffs, they they do have a chance at making a run. And who knows? I mean, who again? Who knows? It's a 
it's a big if, right? Obviously, like, the injuries for Chris Paul and Draymond Green, like, it, maybe that doesn't affect them. Maybe they play well either way. But outside of those two teams, I mean, the Lakers have beaten the Jazz a couple times. I know the Grizzlies have had the Lakers numbers this season, but, I mean, the the experience level for the Lakers, between the Lakers and the Grizzlies in the playoffs, I feel like that gives me some confidence. There is still some hope in the season. There's definitely still some hope. There's still some time. Anthony Davis being out does hurt a little bit, but hopefully he can get back soon and Lakers can win some ball games and and make a run. I mean, it's it's coming down to the wire now. So if Lakers don't do it now, it's not going to happen. Going on the losing streak, getting five games below 500. They're four games below now, but getting they were like five games below 500, maybe at the worst. That was tough. That was hard for me to hold on hope. I still feel pretty comfortable. I mean, the playing tournament gives the Lakers a chance. This is the reason why the playing tournament is nice if you're if you're in it. If you're in the 8th seed it sucks because you would have been in the playoffs either way. But if you're in the ninth or 10th seed this is where the playoff playing tournament is nice. So where I'm at with like with the Lakers where they're at, like I am all for the playing tournament and <laughs> giving the Lakers a chance to get in the playoffs. So I do still have some hope in this season. However, if you have lost hope in the season, I was thinking about, like, you know, if you're kind of over the season, if you're, it's just not fun for you to watch games anymore, but you still are a Lakers fan and want to, like, be, like, surrounded with Lakers content and whatnot, um, I wanted to, like, give some suggestions for some, like, books and stuff that I've read recently that I've loved. And I think if you're kind of, like, wanting a distraction from the season or wanting something like so and if you're a Lakers fan like maybe you've already read these books like they these aren't necessarily new by any means but and if you're not like maybe you're not a big reader but if you're not a big reader but you're like the Lakers I would still recommend checking these out so the first one is the, the one that I've read most recently was Three Ring Circus I've posted about that on my Twitter definitely a great book I enjoyed it a lot um I there. I was reading some reviews for the book, and there's some people that are like pro, like pro Kobe people that weren't so keen on the book because the book is a little harsh on Kobe. But it's really so. The book is a it. It spans from like 1996 to 2004. So basically, from like Kobe's rookie year through the season where the Lakers lost to the Pistons in the finals, and. I mean, back then, Kobe wasn't, like, that lovable of a guy. There's a re Like, I, as a young Lakers fan, liked Kobe. I didn't totally fully understand things, right? And this was, this was a book that was really fun for me to read because this was, like, the same time that I was a kid coming into, like, being a, a true Lakers fan and, like, remembering those finals and, and all that stuff. So, but, like, Kobe, you know... He, he was a he was a con, like kind of a controversial guy between the sexual assault case and just like not being the best teammate and the rifts between him and Shaq like there's a lot going on so I don't think the book uh, it was a uh, Jeff Perlman wrote it um, you know I don't think that he like owes he you know I think that's I think that's seeming like the book seeming was seemingly pretty pretty true maybe he could have like 
I don't know. I'm getting into like an argument that I don't need to get into. But there were some Kobe fans that were not as happy with like the way Kobe was painted in the book. But I think, given the time frame and the context of the book, I think it's it's pretty fair. Um, there's like a forward in the book or like an intro where uh, after Kobe passed away, where he writes about Kobe and stuff. So it's you know I think it, I th- I think it's a good book. I like Kobe, and I thought it was a good book. So there's that book, uh, Showboat, which is basically a biography about Kobe Bryant. That one also not new, but it's a big book. It's like three, four hundred pages. So it took me a while to get through. I read it after Kobe had passed away uh, back in 2020. Um, you know, it was a great it was a great time to read that. Like one to like remember Kobe after he passed away, and then also during that time was like the height of the pandemic, so there weren't any sports on so I was like trying to get my sports fixed so anyways that was a great book definitely recommend it I have not read Showtime by Jeff Perlman but I I want to read it because that book actually is what inspired a new show on HBO that's coming out called Winning Time uh Adam McKay like put it together directed it I think produced it um Winning Time is on HBO it's coming out in March so very soon and that's about just the Showtime era with the Lakers and, and everything like that, and um, has some good actor, actors in it, and so I'm definitely pumped to watch that. So that's coming out in March, so you can watch that instead of watching Laker games if you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Showtime, the book Showtime, I think uh, Adam McKay read Showtime, and that kind of inspired him to want to make Winning Time. So definitely pumped for that. So there's, I mean, that's those are four some four non real life laker things that you can take in and read i guess the books are real life they're based on real life um that you can read and just kind of help keep your mind off of what has been a pretty uh, pretty big letdown of a season for the lakers but i've definitely enjoyed i want to reach out to them i haven't read it yet but i'm excited for winning time so it makes me want to reach out to i mentioned that so it's like I can't necessarily give my, like, I have read it and I like this book with Showtime, but um, I've heard good things and it's on my list to read as well. So definitely check those out if you're, again, if you've lost hope and you're trying to, like, find some Lakers content to get into to to remember (laughs) some of the good old days and just, like, just kind of get lost in some Lakers stories, I think that's, those are some great avenues to go ahead and do that. So, Lakers play tomorrow against the Clippers. Clippers, Lakers have, Lakers have lost multiple times to the Clippers this season. I don't think we've beaten them yet this season. They're, they've been without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Reggie Jackson is the man for the Clippers recently. The Clippers on last a week from week ago from today put up 142 points against the Rockets. So, they their offense was buzzing. Lakers should have beaten the Clippers both times they played them. There's not really any reason. Marcus Morris... Had a good game the last time he hit some big threes. Lakers just couldn't get it done. So hopefully the Lakers can can the Lakers are they are in desperate need of wins. So at this point they need to win as many games as they can to end the season. And who knows? Maybe they'll still end up in the playing tournament. But I still think that goal of a six seed is possible potentially. I you know I'm not totally I'm not as confident anymore as I was a few weeks ago, but I still think that's a it's a I think it's a goal to have a lot can happen 
players get hurt and all that stuff. LeBron is playing at a high level. Russell Westbrook has been playing a little bit better. He's still, you know, I'd still love to be able to see him put up closer to 25 points in a game as opposed to 17 to 20 or 15 to 20. But LeBron's playing well. Russell Westbrook has been playing better. Hopefully we can get Anthony Davis back and Lakers can go on a run. I mean, we're cutting, we're coming down to the wire. So things are going to get interesting for the Lakers. So definitely keep tuning in to Lakers Carpool if you're listening now. I appreciate you guys listening. If you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, this episode or past episodes, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You can rate also on Spotify. It's kind of a newer thing. If you haven't checked that out, go check it out on your, if you listen on like your phone, it doesn't show up on the web player for whatever reason on Spotify because I use that when I'm at work. So I've noticed it doesn't show up there. But if you listen to spot on Spotify on your phone, um, rate, rate it there. You can rate five stars. You don't have to write a review. I don't think you can even write a review with Spotify's uh, rating. So rate on Spotify, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. If you listen somewhere else and you can't rate and review, then definitely share it on social media. Tell your friends about it. Tell your other Lakers fans about it. You know, I, I've, I enjoy doing this. I don't necessarily, I didn't start this podcast for clout or to get popular or even for it to blow up. I started this podcast because I love talking about the Lakers. I mean, I can sit in my car for 30 to 45 minutes by myself and talk about the Lakers to, you know, I started this thinking that no one would listen. I just wanted an outlet to, you know, I would listen to the Lakers Nation podcast and Lakers Film Room and all these other big Lakers podcasts. And I still do listen to them, but... And I, I love those podcasts, but I would find myself, like, on my drive to work, hearing the podcast and just, like, wanting to respond back to it. Like, wanting to, like, call in almost as if it was, like, a radio show and, and like, give my opinion on things, either to agree with things or to disagree with things. And and I obviously can't – you can't do that with podcasts. So I figured, like, why not start my own podcast? Why not just, you know, a day a week or however many times I want to do it go in you know just on my drive to work and and talk about the Lakers so I appreciate those of you that do listen to the podcast and again if you enjoy it it would mean the world to me for you to to give me some feedback you know rate and review if you don't like it that's fine too I'm here for the negative comments I'm here for the bad reviews I'm here for the good ones too so no matter what your feelings are on the podcast if you like it or don't like it please rate and review share it with your friends on social media, word of mouth, whatever, you know, whatever. It's I'm just trying to spread some Lakers love and, uh, you know, kind of just build build Lakers Nation well, one step at a time, one podcast episode at a time with Lakers Carpool and just kind of be part of the conversation. So, again, guys, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! Mm